This episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Monavale on Sydney's northern beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers, be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Well, we've done it. 13 rounds of Shoot Shield action. That brings the regular season to a close. We're looking forward to reviewing our final round and casting out to first week of finals. Uh, so many great uh, matchups coming up this weekend. Really looking forward to getting into the pointy end of the season. So let's get Swaney on. Let's get into this. Welcome to Shootcast. Before we start the show, this is a quick Bledisloe Cup disclaimer for the next 13 or 14 minutes or so. Uh, Andrew and I will be discussing all the action out of Wellington last weekend as the Wallabies and the All Blacks enjoyed an epic 16 All Bledisloe Cup 1 match. Uh, if you're not interested in that, jump straight ahead to the shoot shot action about 13, 40 minutes in. But uh, for those that uh, want to get their test rugby fix, stay tuned. Welcome to Shootcast, our round 13 wrap. Joining me on the line is Fox Sports' Andrew Swain. Swainy, how are you, mate? Mate, just got my breath back after Sunday. Oh, so good. <laughs> what a great test match, eh? Uh, like, someone came up to me on Monday morning at Fox and uh, and we just put together a top 10 Bledisloes of all time. Like, there was a, there's a bit of a list, you know, probably the more recent Bledisloes anyway. And... He said, oh, look, does that have to go in there? And I said, yeah, probably up towards the top, I reckon. It's um, I'm just trying to think my top 10 bladders, lows. I went to a couple of good ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. As we all did with 120,000 people capacity back in the day. Well, that's it. Well, the greatest game of all is still the greatest game of all, isn't it, in 2000? I think so. And then yeah, you've probably got yeah. Eelsie's kick in Wellington because we actually won that. Yeah. And then I reckon this probably sits third. That's in my on my list it does, I reckon. Mate, if Hodgie had nudged it over, it probably a little higher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was oh, the width of a goalpost, Burjo. I, I, I remember seeing your video on social media afterwards. Yeah, I got a little bit excited. I'd uh, been down at the uh, like one of the local clubs in Manly and uh, was watching that one with the rest of the punters and uh, we were willing it over. But, uh, mate, his kick just was the commencement of eight minutes of mayhem after the bell, wasn't it? Oh. Absolute chaos, and I, I watched it back. It's taken me a couple of days to watch it back because I've, I just mm. thought I can't do that to myself. I, I needed to take some heart pills, and um, it was incredible, wasn't it? Just the yeah. just the the back and forth nature of it. There was it was prison rules, like there were, there yeah, were the whistle went out, the, the yeah. whistle went in the back pocket, um, <laughs> which, which I, I was kind of okay with. It was. It was just like two heavyweights looking for a knockout blow. Yeah, as long as it's the same for both, I'm happy with it. Um, yeah. Mind you, you know, and I'm not, I'm not for one moment complaining because you know it was just an incredible test match. But that that in from the side was about as blatant as you've ever seen, right? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Look, I, look, my initial reactions after the match, I wasn't too upset with the refereeing, but. Um, you know, it, I thought it went both ways for a large, a, a large part of it. Um, Absolutely. I think, I think it was a pretty fair result. I mean, All Blacks clearly left some points out there, uh, dropping balls over trial on, et cetera. Uh, but take nothing away from the Australians. They fully deserved um, the draw. Uh, it's just going to be very interesting what kind of a response we're going to get 
this week because there will be a response, as we know. Yeah, normally those responses entail a pretty heavy defeat to the Wallabies over recent memory, but oh, I don't know. Just there's a little bit of hope. It's it's what is it? Yeah, Wednesday? it's different vibe this year. I think I just think there just seems like seems like both sides have still got a long way to go. Um, I you know Australia played really well. All the debutants went really well. Uh, Dangunu, Wilson, um, outstanding. Uh, Paisami, I thought at thirteen was really good. I don't think they'll put Pattaya back in yet. Me might. He might work his way into a bench spot, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, who do you leave off the bench then? I mean, you got Hodgie there who came on and did a job for you. Yeah. Um, very nearly. <laughs> um, yeah. That's probably what he was actually there for, right? That, that well, I think that – look, Hodgie might have to find some comfort in number 23 because, you know, there's a lot of competition in those spots. He's he's never really had that natural position. He's played a lot of positions. Um, but he has that great utility value and the ability to just drop a bomb <laughs> from anywhere is very valuable in Test Rugby, isn't it? Oh, mate, it, it really is. It truly showed on the weekend too. Like he, he's, he's literally hit the post from 66 metres out. I reckon you could try 100 times and not do that again. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's, he's always had a cannon of a boot, long levers, and, uh, you know, I've known him obviously through his time at Manly. But, uh, yeah. He kicked he, one from he, 70 at Manly over once, didn't he? Yeah, he did have a good, good subtlety behind him. But, um, yeah, I was actually sitting next to Sam Lane, who's played a lot of footy with Reese. And um, as soon as the penalty came, Sam was screaming to, for, for Reese to have a crack because he, he knew it was well in his, in his range. Yeah, yeah, and and then the drop goal didn't come either. That you could tell they were trying to set up for yeah. it. Everyone just was a little bit out of position. You 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 hoped you almost wished that maybe Nick White or someone like that was on the field who could just control things a little better. I thought Jake Gordon, whilst he was good when he came on, he he probably lost control mm. of the situation a little bit in that situation. You need it's someone to just, really to yeah. be a leader. The situation really was screaming drop goal, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You could just see after they'd run a couple of phases after getting the ball back, it was just like, why are we not taking a drop goal? Why are we even setting for a drop goal? But uh, look, it, it was a big occasion, and um, we haven't been in those pressure situations many times against the All Blacks before. And, uh, you know, I think they'll learn a lot from it. But um, yeah, look, it was disappointing not to have uh, come away with the win, but uh, it doesn't really change anything. We still got to win two. Yeah, uh, well, I think it makes it easier. It makes Nothing, it easier. Well, it does. Nothing's changed, really. No, that's right. It makes it easier for us to win the Blooders Line now because you know if you if you want to call it easy, it's not it never easy, but it makes it easier given that now we only have to win two Test matches. We had to win three previously, so and two mm. of them are on Aussie soil, so mm. that's a result. Um, I, I think, yeah. I, it was funny. I was talking to my boss today at work, and we're you know dreaming up some some tape pieces for the weekend's proceedings. And he was like, "Are you happy with the draw? Because I, I think it sucks." And I was like, "Well, in this yeah. instance, it's actually a really good result for <laughs> for the Wallabies." So oh, it, was a, it was a great it was a great result. Um, could we have won it? Yeah, sure. Could they have won it? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I talked to. A, Bunch of Kiwi guys from oh, a mate of mine dropping off his kids at school the other day bumped into him, sort of said, what do you think? And they've, they've got their head down a bit, to be honest. They just sort of said, look, uh, half of New Zealand don't think Foster was the guy they wanted. Uh, you know, they're looking at Razor Robertson or even, you know, they're a bit shirty. They don't have Rennie as their coach. And they feel like they're a little bit angry at their, their union with all the carry-on over the last few weeks. So he said, 
Um, mate, if they win at Eden Park, look out. So uh, it, yeah. I think that I think that just outlines how big a challenge it's going to be uh, for the Wallabies to break the ice at Eden Park. But no no better place to break the hoodoo, if you ask me. You, you know, nothing lasts forever, as they say, Swanee. That's right, Berger. And did you know that this weekend, given they, they're um, supporting small business in New Zealand at the moment and they're trying to yeah. um, generate a bit of stimulus for small businesses and the naming rights of Eden Park have been actually given to a – uh, a Kaikoura, um, uh, Cooper's, Cooper's Cove, is it or something? Cooper's Catch, yeah. Cooper's so, Catch. so, you know, the Aussies have never actually lost at Cooper's Catch Park. Um, so there's a, there's an omen as well. I think the, the Kiwis will play on that one for about two seconds before they call it Eden Park <laughs> again, what, mate. Mate, what are the odds? And I, I feel sorry for the poor owners of Cooper's Catch Park if the all if a big if oh, the all Blacks lose. Um, the, the the that fish and chip shop would want to get their their um extra security on the door. I reckon pretty quick mate, smart, mate. I'm sure they appreciate the support, but that might be a real dud business decision. Um, <laughs> Good I think the All Blacks haven't lost there since '93 and haven't lost against the Wallabies since '86. So yeah, um, going back a fair way. But uh, yeah, look, it was a fantastic uh, first weekend. Uh, we all knew that there was going to be a great time slot. Wasn't it just perfect Sunday afternoon? And we got another one this weekend. Yeah. Good crowd. And I read fantastic TV audience from Australian viewership as well. Yeah, big ratings. Uh, bigger than we've had, you know, previously. This bigger year. than the league setting I saw. It was. It was a massive afternoon, uh, particularly that time slot as well. It's not the best time slot for television. You know, broadcasters traditionally would like a Saturday night time slot. It was it was a big number, and I think it just it it was the test match, and it was written by Wayne Smith in the Australian. The test match that rugby needed right now. It was uh, it was fantastic. I think people are, you know, they'll they'll jump off as quick as they'll jump on. But I think people yeah. are, are a little more optimistic this time around. Even if the Wallabies lose this week, I think they're happy to get around this team because because they've already shown something that. You know, teams previously haven't done for quite a long time. Yeah, it's amazing how much analysis goes into it, and you got to think Rennie's had this time, uh, this team for the better part of the last two and a half weeks, and already he's got to go against you know the best rugby nation on earth, and you just see how quickly it is a results based industry. I mean, everyone's seeing the cultures looking good, the players are on song. Um, there's been some really cool initiatives coming out all of his social media, but all that means nothing um, if you don't get the results, and that's how difficult this job is. Oh, cutthroat, absolutely. And Ian, Foster's, for Ian Foster's feeling the heat big time. I was watching Grant Fox last night on The Breakdown, which is the Kiwi magazine rugby show during the week. Yep. Just hear the edge in his voice. He was very defensive, very, mm. very uh, anxious about a lot of the questions that were being fired at him. And, and one of the quotes that actually stood out to me was very interesting. It was that there's been this, you know, th- feeling amongst the general public in New Zealand that because the Aussies haven't been playing against the Kiwi sides, they're going to be easy beats. And we saw it was very much the opposite. It, the Aussies are playing with confidence now because they know how to win. They've been, they've been playing all against each other. Now they're playing with each other. It's like, it's like watching, it's like, Voltron, you know, it's, it's getting all the all the, the powers combined and uh, putting them all together, and you get this super beast, and and that's, I think, um, 
I think that confidence that the Aussies were getting from Super Rugby AU is genuinely confidence. I think I don't think it's unfounded now. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see you know how much more of a sample size we get to sort of prove that theory that a lot of us have had. Just find one final thing, Labuda. Say, do you think the All Blacks have lost a little bit of their aura? The All Blacks have always had an aura. I think mm-hmm. it's different. I don't think they've lost the aura. I think I think now it's different. I think that they're they've always been invincible um, the last probably decade. They've lost more the last couple of years. And they lost, and then they lost. They've lost the last couple of years. They didn't win the World Mm. Cup last year. No, they they drew with the Lions. They've had losses to the you know Ireland over the last two to three years. So that's right. They haven't had the the continued success as what they normally would have. Yeah, exactly. And that's the difference, I think. I don't. I think that 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 aura is still there, but now the knives are starting to come out from the New Zealand public, and they're almost beating them down themselves. Mm. Um, and they'll you know that. Make no mistake, they'll come back and they'll be harder and faster this week, and they'll they'll want to smash the crap out of the Aussies. But the Aussies know that they're beatable, and I think that's probably the difference. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think if you watch the game, um, I would say Australia probably played better than New Zealand in terms of to to their ability. There's the argument that you know Australia they let New Zealand play as well as they could type thing, which I completely respect. Um, but you know, just the way. You know, the All Blacks didn't really fire a shot. And as soon as they get possession, they almost score. They do like to play that way. Um, you know, Australia made a couple of half breaks where, you know, uh, New Zealand probably score off first phase. Australia just couldn't quite get done, you know. I, I still think they're a superior rugby outfit um, just in terms of their mechanics and, and the way they are as a as a sport, as a, as a, as a team. Um, but, you know, uh, I think this weekend is going to be fascinating. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The, the Aussies just finally they, they dominated a lot of the stats. Um, and, yeah, they you know, did. Stats don't mean everything, but they count for something when it's sixteen all on the scoreboard against the greatest rugby nation in the world. Yeah, totally agree. All right, as long as some of those ex players, you Campeses and Fitzsimons, don't get too carried away with themselves, we can <laughs> hopefully give a good good account of ourselves on Sunday. Humble. Stay humble, bro. Play it down. Stay humble, bro. <laughs> I'll put a little disclaimer on the start of this episode. If you want to actually listen to Shoot Shield, you fast forward 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Oh, it's too good not to talk about, Burge. Eh? Sorry, DC. I know that you listen every week and fast forward. But... Yeah. Well. All right. Um, well, look, let's talk about uh, more exciting rugby because we've had our final round, the round 13, the final round of the season. Swaney, we've got here. Yeah, and wasn't it a bizarre final round as well? There was crazy. There were some weird crazy. results, some really weird results. Um, you know, a couple of teams limped into the finals. A couple of teams have charged into the finals. So yeah, mm. it, was, uh, it was a funny old round. Well, I didn't get out twenty footy on the weekend because my my local side, the Marlins, have um, already started uh, their off season. Although their second grade's still firing, but um, uh, no footy for me to go out and watch on the weekend. So I. Uh, actually spent some time at work and settled into the TV game. Um, Eastwood hosting Gordon. This was an absolute bell ringer of a match. Um, I missed the first sort of 15 minutes. Gordon had jumped out to a 19-0 lead. I did watch it back on on playback, and they were simply uh, sensational the first uh, first period. Scored some absolute ripper tries, um, really polished as we've come to expect all year. Then Eastwood really got back into the game um, and – 
there are a lot of interesting moments. Eastwood, um, you know, probably lament a few opportunities they had late in the half, but um, late in the second half, that is. And But Gordon finally finished over the top through awesome defence and fantastic breakdown work and uh, probably the perfect dress rehearsal for finals footy, you would have said. Yeah. Oh, look, did Eastwood um, fire many shots, do you reckon? Do you reckon that, I mean, were Gordon playing 100, 110%, mate? Were they firing on all cylinders? Oh, they were because I, I, talking to DC after the match, um, this result, and it, and it did, well, certainly their mentality going into the game was they had to win that match to win the club championship, which they um, obviously went on to do, and, and congratulations to Gordon on that. They won the club chance. We'll talk about that in a moment. But, um, yeah, I, I, Gordon were hammer and tong really going at it, and it was a feisty affair. Um, Eastwood had some, some driving malls laid on, you know, a couple of interesting calls, but I thought Amy Perry had a, had a pretty good game um, in the middle. Obviously, she was obviously part of a contentious game last week, but I thought she did a pretty good job. But um, it was a try, no try. The uh, no video replays killed me since we've moved from ABC. One, one gripe I've got with Channel 7, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, it did look short, to be fair. I do remember a, a famous one at um, TG Milner a few years ago in the first year we were doing it with uh, mm. a Sydney Uni Eastwood game and Sydney Uni clearly scored. Nobby Malone was filthy and actually called us out on TV. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah. You know, I had to laugh because there was nothing I could do about it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's been a few of those, mate, but uh, what can you do? But um Mate, really, really good, really good game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So um, I noticed um, um, Vailanu got a blue card. So what does that do? Does that mean he has to miss a week? Yeah, he did get a blue card. It sort of was hard to tell. I mean, uh, I've actually talked to two people about this. One person said he looked like he was knocked out. Another person looked like it was just play on. So I, I don't know. I guess there'll be an appeal process, but... I'm not sure if you can appeal a blue card. A blue card's a blue card. Yeah, that's right. I'm pretty sure it's a mandatory week off, isn't it, with a blue card? So mm-hmm. um, that could be a massive out for Gordon uh, on the weekend. But mm-hmm. um, given they finished first, it's not all they'll get the double chance. Um, yeah, it will be. He was he was pretty immense uh, again on the weekend. They've just they just got threats everywhere. Uh, I've been so impressed with Rodney Iona. I mean, I know he played up at 12, up at the Rats, but... Geez, he's looked good at 5'8". He just controls the game so well at this level. Yeah, he, he actually underplays his hand beautifully, doesn't he? Because he's got so yeah, many weapons around him. He doesn't actually have to be the superstar that we know that he has been in the past. And he has he, he really gets the best out of those guys around him, I think. That's it. that's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, well, him and Goddard have been probably the best, um, well, the former harvest pair all year, and uh, a big reason why Gordon have been so successful thus far. But you really got to tip your hat off uh, to the Highlanders, mate. They've they've won the club championships, which is an incredible effort. Um, you know, we took looking at a club here that uh, really, from from all accords, we're, we're coming to a bit of a tragic end. It was really, you know, a pretty lifeless place there for a while, but. Um, you know, seeds have been sown and, um, you know, uh, people like Darren and, and the current president on our former committees have, have really worked hard to get their organisation going. Their cults program has been really strong for a number of years and they've had another great year across the board and um, have wrestled the club championship off Sydney University for the first time in 15 or 16 years. That's that's amazing. I was going to say, it's been 
that 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 long has it? Oh, I was going to ask the actual question. It's been that long. It's definitely, uh, it's, it's definitely fifteen, maybe sixteen. Um, wow, that's an incredible yarn. Uh, a run dominated well and truly. So um, you know, just a fantastic year, and all the all their grades are in the mix. So um, full credit to the Stags in that regard. Yeah, terrific. And the Woodies, they they, I guess it's not it's not. The worst. Oh, it's the best team. No, I think I'll take a lot out of that, mate. They, 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 Gordon have clearly been the best side, and uh, Woody stacked up pretty well. Um, gave a bit of grief all over the park. Ta- Tana Hebert, I thought, had a really good game again. So, uh, yeah, no, um, lots to play for for the Woodies. Absolutely, absolutely. So they've got – the Woodies have got Beasties next week and yeah. Gordon and Randwick. Okay. Yeah, we'll come to those in a moment. Um you caught the action at Lidcombe. Uh, yeah. Two Blues, 24, University, far too good, 72. Uh, students look to be purring into the finals. Yeah, well, for a large part of this game, in fact, pretty much the whole first half, it was about, it was pretty much 12 all. Sydney Uni scored late in the first half to take it out to, to 19-12, um, I think, but... Yeah, then it was all Sydney Uni in the second half. They hit, the, they put the hit the nitro button, and away they went. And and mate, it was just it was clearly you know Stu Dunbar's playing really well at at ten for them. They, yeah, it was um, only going to get better, wasn't he? Absolutely, and and they just they just were a machine in that second half. Um, you know, guys like on on their wing, uh, Hood scored a hat trick. Um, you know, McDonald and, and Clements, uh, you know, I think McDonald's one of the uh, unsung heroes of that Sydney Uni team. He does a lot more than you than you think he does. I mean, he's, he's always prominent. No, he's a good player. He's a, he's good a really, player. really good player. Um, and then, you know, their back road to Krepney, McCalman on the weekend and O'Regan, like, you know, beast mode, yeah. those guys. Yeah. So. I um you know I, I felt sorry for the two blues in the second half. They really they didn't see that one coming. I don't think because they were they were sort of keeping keeping them on par in that first half. But yeah, it was just a a game of two halves, classic one. It's been the story of Parramatta's year though, hasn't it? I know probably not going to do much against Uni at this this end of the year, but um, they really struggled in that second half all season long. It's been we've been a recurring record saying that, haven't we? Oh, absolutely. Just just being able to go with teams for a certain amount of time and then it just drops off. And look, you know what? That probably comes down to fitness maybe. Like, uh, you know, there's also a bit of um, – uh, there's probably a, a discrepancy in, um, in in the talent across the board, but they've, they've got some really mm. talented players there, don't they? Like – well, that's they a, do. That's a, that's that's what we've seen this year. We've seen that they've got some really talented players, um, and that they can they can stick with teams. They just need to stick with them for eighty minutes, not sixty. Yeah, totally agree. And I'm sure that'll be a focus for them um, over the off season. Uh, Penrith uh, went down to Hunter. Hunter were too good, fifty-one to fourteen. So the wildfires have really uh, pushed ahead. You'd say uh, above Parramatta and, and Penrith and. Pushing, pushing up the competition. So, I think um, you know, Bubba Coleman's got to look at this year uh, with, with with a bit of comfort. And, and I, I gather they they may be back for next season, from what I'm told, anyway. Yeah, he's hoping. Uh, and we've seen some some really good players coming out of uh, the Hunter. So I hope that I hope that they get another crack because uh, it'd be good to see them in a in a full sort of home and away ish season 
uh, and, and how that goes. Teams teams having to travel up to the Hunter, um, you know, every couple of weeks. Yeah, I think so. And I, like, I think Penrith really was starting to limp into the to the end of the season. I think depth was becoming a bit of a problem. So uh, still got lots of things to sort out at the foot of the mountains, you'd say, in terms of a competitive uh, outfit. Yeah, again, they've got a couple of good players. They just need a few more. And uh, yeah. you know, Nandura Talo at 12, good. Bloor at 10, good. Uh, Fanalua was, was good for them this year, but there, there wasn't really much... Uh, around those guys, I think that that was um, uh, you know going to get them to win a game. Yeah, look, it's a bit of a shame. I mean, uh, can't deny that we can't hide from the fact that Penrith two Blues uh, down the bottom again. So you know, there's been some challenges for both these clubs, and you know, I just hope that the powers of beak and and maybe even the Waratahs can start spreading a bit of this talent out to these areas because um you know we 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 we've got to make sure the west is competitive moving forward and, yeah, um, yeah. we'll get some more thoughts on that in the, in the next few weeks I'm sure yeah absolutely i mean tepo morrow was one guy who went back from the waratahs and played for the two blues and stood out and was really made a huge difference mm. it just shows that if they can get those guys to go out there um they can be really competitive yeah totally all right. Um, now, Ringer, mate, they do fairy tales very well. Uh, they're a club that always seems to rise to the occasion when it calls for it. And uh, seeing off four of their stalwarts on the weekend, uh, the Raddies have down Norse 26 to 14 um, in an emotion charged final game for uh, Josh Holmes, Sam Ward, uh, Rob Kelly, and Dave Felcher, who played the lower grades. So uh, a great day for the Rats and um, put a bit of a dent into Norse final charge, you'd say. Yeah, look, it was. I don't think anyone could have beaten the rats on on Saturday. To be fair, no, I, I hadn't picked. I just probably should, have, probably should have run them out against the All Blacks. They would have. Uh, they probably would have been. No, maybe not beaten the All Blacks, but um, that's probably a bit of hyperbole, right there. A bit of kind, yeah, but yeah. That's okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, look, those guys just mean so much to that club, don't they? And they, you could tell uh, that they were they were playing for them. Norths. Um, you know, they, they, they weren't at their best, I don't think. I think they'll admit that. Um, but, you know, I, the, the couple of tries that I, I saw from, from this game that the Rats scored were, were really good counter-attacking tries. Josh Holmes snuck over for one as a little... Oh, he little, had to, didn't he? Yeah, it was a classic... It's, it's trademark. I saw it. Little That's Josh Holmes trademark try, little dummy and and, yeah. and then and then big warty... Uh, Toe poked it over Mel Meninga style for the uh, conversion, so that was um, that was good to watch. Max Bury uh, for North snuck over late, and uh, I think he tops the try scoring tally for the year with that. No, I think I've got James Turner, oh, James Turner still there. Yeah, right. Harbour, who's had a amazing year, but Bury must be second or third. Yeah, he, that, yeah, you're right. I think James Turner sits up top, but um. It was, uh, yeah, look, I think for Norths, they probably just need to uh, just, yeah, they probably they, they probably needed that win for a bit of confidence. They just weren't themselves, to be honest. Um, mm. you know, they, they've, they've been so consistent through their halves and, and, and getting unleashing their centres, and those guys probably just weren't in the game as much on the weekend, um, and that, that probably cost them in the end. Yeah, after their big win against Gordon, they've had a couple of losses now uh, coming into the finals, and um, they really limped into it last season. I get a feeling this year's a little bit different, but they've, they've just got to get things right. 
Um, and happy for coach Mike Riven at Rats to finish the season on a high. What's been a you know a bit of a difficult year, obviously given so much expectation um, at Moringa as there has been. You know, all good things come to an end, as they say, and uh, you know I think they've got a bit of rebuilding to do, but. Uh, Still plenty of talent in the back line. I thought Tyson Davis had a really good game, laid on a beautiful try uh, during the match. So if they can get some meat and bones around those guys, um, I don't suspect Rats to be too far out of the picture uh, the next year or so. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And, mate, didn't catch this one, couldn't get any footage, but talk me through West Harbour 45, Southern Districts 45. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's just got final game, no finals for either side, written all over it, doesn't it? Exactly, doesn't it? There must have been a handshake agreement at the start that said, boys, just three-quarter defence. We're only going 80% in D. You can can score tries if you want. So, um, yeah, I I didn't catch any of this either, but I'm just looking at the score sheet. A couple of tries to James Turner. um, Chittenden, Petro at the back uh, with a couple as well. Um, Pellegrini play. Pellegrini did play. Pellegrini did play at 10. I saw the fly half make a beautiful break. It was him. I was just watching from the behind. He's caught the eye a lot this year, hasn't he? He definitely has. Um, that's been one of the one of the shining lights of West Harbour this year has been um, Pellegrini. Uh, and you know, he's done some he's done some things that would sit on top of the highlights reel for the whole competition. So uh, and that's always been a West Harbour thing, hasn't it? They've always had some some flashy yeah, guys there have. who can who can who can really light up the highlights reel, but not necessarily actually um, make the finals or anything like that. Unfortunately, yeah, well, two teams that will be looking uh, ahead already, trying to get a jump start in those that are still um, in the finals picture. Uh, but Mark Goodmanson and Todd Loudon will be uh, seeing what they've got and what they've learnt from the season and, and looking to replenish the stocks. I'm sure as they uh, head into another year next year. I, I know Loudon's back on deck. I presume Mark's back as well. So, uh, yeah, um, well done to their seasons. Um, mate, now this is a result. You went out to Wallara. This was after the regular fixtures around 5 o'clock Saturday evening. Eastern Suburbs 81. I, I'm reading that right. 81. Right. Yeah. Ramwick 24. Mate, now, oh, yeah. have Ramwick ever conceded 81 points in a shoot shield first grade game ever? It's I, a very good I, question. I'd, I'd be I'd, very surprised if they had. And I'd be very surprised if they've been beaten by that many, by Eastern Suburbs as well. They're, they're fierce local rivals. Oh, yeah, and a derby, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was incredible, incredible performance from East. It, it actually was 10 points to nil to Randwick after 10 minutes, and you thought, here we go. Like, the, the, the Gallagher Greens are are off to a flyer. They scored a fantastic try through Tristan Riley. And mm. then it was it was like the Beasties just flicked a switch and tries to Soi Malalangi, Jack Grant. Um, Soi Malalangi scored a hat-trick, actually, in the in the first half. Richie Wolfe got over. Uh, Jack Grant, as I said, um, he, Jack Grant got four on the day. He's a gun. He's a gun. He I, really I, is. He really is. He's a gun, is. mate. He, at this level, he's just a fantastic first grader and uh, a real heartbeat of that Eastern Suburbs side. Yeah. So, I mean, Beastie scored, what, one, two, three, four, five tries on the trot. And then Randwick scored one. And you thought, oh, they're coming back here. Then they he scored another two. Then Randwick scored. And then it was um, shut the gate after that. I thought 
their their mobile forward pack, which we've spoken about all year, yep. but yep. he's just absolutely monstered Randwick, like smashed them, and mm-hmm. and it was one of those games as well where every pass stuck, and I mean you got to have to go back and have a look at um, the last try to I think it's Richie Wolf's try actually the second last try actually and the last try to Nick Shannon and just a couple of the the passes that were flicked out of the back of the hand to guys and just landed in the breadbasket of the supporting player with no one in front of them it was that kind of game um, and I think you know once once the shackles came off Ranwick had kind of put the cue in the rack that was it and, uh, and 81 points later um, the Beasties fly into the finals and go from fourth or fifth up to second. Uh, that was the that was the big jump. So it means that uh, they take on Eastwood now, as opposed to um, taking on probably Sydney Uni or Gordon even. Yeah, it's um, not been a bit of double blow for Ramick. They'll have to pick themselves up because they've got to take on the Stags this weekend, who are humming, as we know. Yeah. Um, I uh, I messaged Paul Liasi Tamoipia, he's the suburbs head coach, on Sunday morning about 8 o'clock. I go, what? I just saw the score. So what on earth happened? And he just said exactly what you said, mate. He said, it's just one of those days, everything bounced our way. We just uh, just happened to be where the ball landed. So very humble. Um, but, um, yeah, as you say, a uh, bit of a freak result there. I don't think anyone had expected um, East to really put on something like that. And, Went there, rolling into the finals, zero and six and zero. I think six yeah, or seven yeah. games undefeated now. One so, and um, trot, yeah. So, uh, I think for Randwick as well. Um, just just touching on them, they had had the week off beforehand. They had the bye, and the coaches had given them most of that week off, um, um. which. You know, it could work one of two ways. It obviously worked the wrong way for Randwick this time around. Um, you know, they started like a house on fire, but then just just went to sleep. And oh, I don't think they'll be doing that again. Um, that's that's a, that's a lesson. That's a hard school. Um, that's a school of hard knocks lesson to learn. I reckon. Yeah. All right, mate. So we're through thirteen rounds. Every team's played twelve with their bye. Um, the competition top six has finished like this. Gordon, first place uh, on 55 points, well ahead of second place, Eastern Suburbs on 46. Northern Suburbs in third place on 44. University in fourth place, 43 points, equal with Eastwood in fifth, but go ahead on points differential or wins, uh, points differential. And sixth place is Ramick. So this weekend we will see uh, top seed Gordon taking on sixth seed Ramick. And then we'll see uh, Northern Suburbs taking on University. That's the 3v4 match. Also on Saturday, it's a double header um, out at Pitwater Rugby Park. And then on Sunday at Wallara, I believe, uh, Eastern Suburbs will get home ground advantage against the Woods. Mate, I've never no, liked... I, I thought all uh, the finals were at Pitwater. I thought I saw East... Definitely Saturday is a double header. Okay, and yep. I'm pretty sure Sunday... And I, I, I guess there might be a Bledisloe cat, uh, clash, which would be silly. I hope not. No, they've, uh, uh, they've moved the game to 4 p.m. Um, kickoff. Yeah. So it'll be after the Bledisloe's finished, which is... After Hodgie kicks a goal from 60 out, just yeah. on that exact moment. Yeah. Man, i got yeah. it here first. Uh, no, I've stuffed up. I'm an idiot. It's first grade. 
<laughs> it is a it is at Pitwood Rugby Park. I just saw it on his social media, so I thought they'd given them the finals as well. It's back yeah, at Pitwood right. Rugby Park on Sunday. Um and that's the T V game um for seven as TV, well. That's T V game. East versus Eastwood. Mate, um let's talk through these fixtures. Gordon Ramick, all the before we do, I've never liked a top six. I'm a top five guy. I just don't get it. Doesn't make sense to me. Um I would prefer week. I don't think it rewards top seeds well enough. Yeah. Uh, second, second place can crash out straight away. Uh, I prefer to see it go back to a top five, but that's just my opinion. Um, you know, uh, Gordon are going to take on Ramick. Obviously, it's do or die for Ramick. Gordon um, could afford to lose the game, but I don't think they'll want to. Momentum's everything, I think, as you come into the finals. Um, so I. I I suspect they'll come out all guns blazing against uh, the Wicks on Saturday. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, just going on pure form and the, the last week's form, what I saw from Randwick, I, I I can't see them troubling um, Gordon. Although you know, stranger things have happened. Like they've, they've certainly got talented guys on the field. They they really do, but um, they might get found out against a clinical Gordon team. I reckon. I just don't see it, mate. I, uh, I I just don't know how you can get up after that shellacking. And um, prove us wrong, Galloping Green. Prove us wrong, Benny. I just, I yeah, I don't want to be too harsh on it, but I just don't course, see it. They're, yeah. just, they're too strong up front. They got too good, too good a backline. But this is the perfect ammunition um, to prove us wrong. If you listen, <laughs> so, absolutely, Benny McCormack, Morgan Turanui, prove us wrong. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. Um, then uh, Norse v University. Now University put on a bit of a clinic um, against the Shoreman not long ago, only a couple of weeks ago. Um, given Norse run in and Uni's ominous form, uh, it's going to be interesting how this one goes again, mate. Yeah, again, I mean, momentum is everything. Norse limping into the final, Sydney Uni charging in. It. All, all signs point to Sydney Uni, but this North team are so consistent, and and that mm. was a bit of a blemish last week, I reckon. The last couple yeah. of weeks, they if they can regain that consistency that they'd seen the last, uh, you know, earlier in the season, I think they might get Nick Palmer back potentially. That helps, which I think massively helps, particularly, um, you know, in 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 those tight areas um, where Sydney it's just where their scrum can hold them, mate. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think that would help, but uh, it's going to take the very best of northern suburbs to beat to knock off Sydney Uni, I reckon. And the final uh, semi-final for the weekend, I think, is the best matchup: Eastern Suburbs taking on the Woodies with a lot of history from last season, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the uh, final round last year. Uh, East put on a bit of a clinic. Um, at Wallara against the Woodies and then had to go to Milner and then Milner dusted them, uh, Woodies dusted them at Milner. So uh, it's it's going to be an interesting clash. I mean, Eastwood, uh, East and Suburbs have got all the momentum, but Eastwood uh, always good at this time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to this one, actually. It'll be a ripper watch on uh, on Sunday Arvo at 4pm straight after Bledisloe. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a belter. Give us your tips, mate. Gordon Ramick. Uh, Gordon. Same here. Uh, Norse and Uni. I'm going to tip the upset here. I'm going to say Norths. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm going Uni. 
Um, now, this is a tough one. Eastern Woods. I'm going to say East after what I saw last week, purely on that. I think it might be East year too. I'm going to go with East. So if that was the case, um, who's going out? I think I think Randwick would go out. and would go out. And Sydney, not Sydney Uni. Um, no, I'm, I'm picking Uni. Oh, well, Uni would on your account. Uni yeah, would. My, yeah, Uni would, yeah. Yeah, on my no, account. not going out for me, mate. All right, well, next week we'll, we'll show it, mate. Uh, you uh, you out and about calling on the weekend? Uh, I don't think so this weekend. I am at home playing Daddy Daycare because uh, my lovely other half is going to the Everest. So um, that's on this weekend as well. I wonder if Morgan Turanui will be watching his Randwick first grade side or the jump at Rand- Royal Randwick this weekend. <laughs> I listened to a very funny podcast with him and Taniella Tupo talking about, um, you know, what they like to eat when they have cheat days, which is quite funny. I agree with the podcast. He's a classic, that Taniella. He is bloody hilarious. He's a funny kid, isn't he? He's a funny kid. The only time I saw Morgan on the weekend was in the East Clubhouse watching the um, the jump and the Caulfield Guineas. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was pretty funny too. Had to laugh. All right, mate. What's happening in the Blitters life? Give me a, give me a tip. Oh, you know what? Hoodoos are made to be broken. I'll say the Wallabies by three. Uh, penalty in the end. Hodgie, Hodgie makes up for his missed kick. He corrects it and sails through the middle. Yeah, my optimism monster is just, just lurking in my brain at the moment. It's just not – I don't know. I Yeah, I'm just going to – I'm just gonna wait and see what happens, mate. I can't. I can't even tip. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh, mate. If I'd known you were gonna say that, I probably wouldn't have tipped either. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone's got to be optimistic. Just be like Campo. Yeah, oh, for sure. They're, just, they're just o- the All Blacks. Yeah, just open your mouth and deal with it later. Yeah. All right, mate. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend. I'll speak to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Berjay. Catch you next week.